believe that in the 21st century, the topic of periods remains a taboo. My name is Leah, and in this podcast, I interview different people from different walks of life and different stories, and we talk about periods, because it is time to normalize the conversation around our blood. This is I Bleed. Many of us were told at a very young age to pop the pill to manage our periods. Manage, entailing that there is a problem to control. Alex is one who took the pill for the longest time, and when she decided to come off the pill to get pregnant, she hit a wall, and things started to unravel. Her menstrual cycle and fertility was mirroring back to her the relationship she had with her own womanhood and herself. So she went on a journey to reconnect to herself and to her cycle. Knowledge gave her power, and today she wishes to pass it on to help women to tap into their feminine power. This is her story. It all started, yeah, three years ago, basically, when I was, we started, me and my husband started trying for a baby. I came off the pill. Okay. And my cycles were just completely irregular. I could not fathom what, what was going on with my cycles at all. You know, I was, went to the doctor, tried, and straight away, because of my age, I was 34 at the time, they were like, right, you know, go to the fertility clinic. So no one really took any time to actually kind of ask any questions. I think that's one of the, the biggest problems. We're so blessed to have the NHS here and so blessed that you can have free... Um, IVF cycles but what that means is you're just you're literally you fit into a slot and then they just do everything on that slot there's no real depth to what's being asked of you so it's kind of swings and roundabouts really so I uh yeah after struggling for for a couple of years I just I'm learning so much about menstrual cycles because of that and understanding that actually what I had been told was actually wrong about my condition that I was just like why do women not understand what the hell is going on with their bodies like month by month? And the more people I spoke to in my office, the more people I communicated to about, oh, did you know that this happens? Or did you know that this happens? Women are just like, had no idea. And I felt so shocked myself at the age of 34 was the first time I realized that the pill had not been, that I'd been on for 12 14 years that I wasn't having a real period and I was like how have I got to an adult woman and not be taking a drug for this long and not actually know what it does to my body and then as it as it transpired so many women I spoke to who have been taking the pill were in the same position had no idea that the bleed they were having every month was because of a withdrawal from the drugs they were taking not because they were actually having a period so I kind of started to feel so strongly that it was so important to get this message out to other women and for them to be able to appreciate how much power they actually have inside them. And and even to the point where they can control their own fertility just by using a, you know, fertility awareness method, like taking your temperature, your cervical mucus, um, your cervical position, why like I just it blows my mind and I and I and I 
I hate to say the word, but I do, you know, the patriarchy has got a lot to answer for because I swear down if, if it hadn't been that way, women would not have been kind of stopped from knowing their own power. Of course. So not. many. But so I, I, I do think that the whole medical field is like based on like patriarchal knowledge somehow, like, you know, because I've, I've spoken to some doctors and some doctors that moved away from medicine somehow. And what that doctor said specifically is that in medicine, they don't study like periods as periods. They study them as like a problem when they they have a problem. So they're like, we haven't even like in medicine, they haven't invested time to study periods in yeah. general because it's not very interesting. It doesn't make money and it's related to women. So I don't think they, you know, if, if it was a problem that men had, or if infertility linked to periods was something that men had, they would look into it. They wouldn't give a man a pill like that and tell him pop that pill every day and then without explaining what it does. You know, I think the conversation would be very different. I agree. And I just think that, that I, I completely understand there is a place in the world for the contraceptive pill. Like, and, and there's certain people that absolutely need to be on it because they can't get pregnant for medical reasons or and there is a place for it but I just feel like there is no education for women around what the pill is actually doing from them to the to the basic level of it stopping you from creating your own hormones and the, what can happen because of that i.e you uh you'll be attracted to different men um your hair or your nails you know everything everything is affected by our hormones how our mental health you know all of that side of it through to um side effects that can really happen from from those pills like i know somebody who had um severe she had polycystic ovary syndrome so the doctor recommended she went on the pill and um she was getting such severe migraines from the pill that she was, you know, to the point where it was like, this is dangerous, you need to come off now. And then her polycystic ovary syndrome obviously sparked up again. And then when she went back to the doctor and they said, well, maybe you should go back on the pill again. And she was like, that really killed me being on the pill. Why are you? And so I think what I feel, as I said, we are blessed to have the NHS here and they are wonderful in so many situations, but I just feel like if we could just understand our own bodies, if we just, were taught, were taught how to, then we could have so much more power and we could make decisions. And I swear that infertility would not be such a big, would not be such a big problem because women would right. actually be able to see earlier on, oh, okay, my periods are irregular and, um, or my periods are very, very heavy or my periods are extremely painful and not just let's fix it by taking a pill. It's like, let's actually work out why. Let's work out why your periods are so painful or let's work out why. And we're not given the tools to do that. And I felt so kind of lost and I didn't know who to turn to. And I was, to, I was, I was, um, uh, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome and, um, I just, I just don't have it. Like I, for two years I was convinced I had polycystic ovary syndrome. We went through a round of IVF, you know, it was, really traumatic, very stressful on our relationship. And then I, in the meantime, I was doing a lot of work on, on my own emotional state. I was seeing a therapist because, you know, I'd been, I had been suffering with an eating disorder for, for, for many years. I'd been over-exercising, I'd been calorie counting obsessively for, I don't know, 10 years. And I 
it, it basically I, I, I realized as I started to soften my, my eating disorder, I, I started eating intuitively. I was listening to what my body was saying. I wasn't over exercising. I was seeing an acupuncturist. I was doing more, more gentle yoga and slowly but surely like my periods came back and they came back regularly after two years of me doing all of this work. And so I, I feel this like, so I just want to like scream from the rooftops and be like, you don't need to just listen to what, if the doctor tells you X, Y, and Z, that doesn't necessarily mean that's, that's the only answer. There could be other ways around it. And, and I strongly believe that doing the emotional work, spending the time nurturing my body and, and loving my body for what it can do rather than what it looks like, I was able to kind of almost nurture myself back into, into a regular, into a regular cycle. And now I have, and now I have for the last, where am I up to? So nearly a year I've had regular cycles now, 29, 30 day cycles. And before, and before that, did you ever like, before going through this, did you ever think about your periods? Like, was like, did you, were you conscious that you actually cycle and it's like an actual cycle? Or was it just no. like period PMS or not even PMS, I guess, when you're on the pill? No, I just, I literally didn't, never thought about it. Just had a period once a month when I stopped taking the pill and, and never even, never even thought about it. And it, like as soon as I started looking into it, obviously it took me a long time. Like I had to go through the kind of the basics of actually understanding what a cycle is. And then I, and then as I was kind of slowly kind of releasing from my eating disorder and from over exercise and, and it all it, it was a very slow you know gradual process over two years where I kind of understood the biology for a long time I thought I had polycystic ovary syndrome so I really focused on that but then I started to getting into much more of the kind of spiritual side of things like I read a book called Wild Power I don't know if you've heard of it it's no. um, by Alexandra Pope and Shan ah uh, yes Alexandra Pope I know her yeah yeah, yeah, she's amazing. So Shani Hugo, a Wurlitzer, and Alexandra Pope wrote a book called Wild Power. And when I read that, I the, the prologue in that book, I was just like, oh, oh it, was, it like connected to me so much because it was basically, it basically says like, imagine a world where young women are taught about their menstrual cycles from a really young age. Imagine if they were taught that it is something to be proud of and that's a beautiful thing and experience that they will, they will go through each month rather than it being a shameful, something we should hide, something we should stop. And it kind of just hit me in the heart so much that I was like, I have to do something with this. Like I have to be able to connect to other women and share the experience that I've had right to try to, to kind of help them have that amazing wake-up call where you think bloody hell this this is something that is just insanely magical like we can we have the opportunity to be able to create life every month every month our body goes through that and I and and we're just we're told that it's just something that we need to just you know hide stop uh you know not not experience I watched this documentary you might have seen it something called uh, the moon inside moon inside me or something like that uh, uh i can't remember what it, i think it's called it's a very it's, i found it online by fluke yeah um, it was made it was a made for a um what's it called i feel, like I, feel 
I feel, I feel I've, I've, I feel I've seen it. I don't know. It's the name sounds familiar. Moon inside you. Moon inside you. Yeah, you can get it online. And she basically investigates the taboo of the menstrual cycle and why it's such a taboo. Why girls are taught from a really young age that uh, is something to be ashamed of. And she interviews some really interesting people. And she interviews um, a Brazilian doctor who developed the um, injection, the contraceptive injection. To stop the periods. To stop the periods, yeah. And he is a man, a white man in his, I'd say, mid-60s, maybe when she interviews him. Um, And he is like we don't need to have periods women don't need to have periods don't need to experience periods we should just stop them in fact young girls from you know from around the age of uh, you know before they've even had their period or after their first period we just stop stop the periods they don't need to have them and it's just i felt so like devastated that there is a, a person in authority that is saying this to to women and you know he's a he's a big deal like people are really listening to what he's saying and but just... see, that's the, the problem that like i feel is like you know even with medicine i think if 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 women are given the exact knowledge and the the knowledge of what their menstruation is they can therefore make the right choices for their body and not have their choices imposed by an authority or like a doctor or whoever like but then they have the power to choose wisely what works with their body but if you don't know if you've never if nobody ever told you what your periods are and how powerful and how important they are and how beautiful they are you you wouldn't really feel like like uh, saving them right or taking care of them or like like cherishing your cycle you know what i mean i feel like if we don't honor our cycle we allow others to break our cycle by giving us the pill by giving us these injections by like you know changing the rhythm that we have with our cycle somehow but i i, I do think i do think that education but not like in a technical way okay this is the period but i do think that the the way we educate young girls about menstruation is so important mm. and what we say is so important, you know? Yeah. You said, um, you said the, your menstruation was a mirror of your life somehow. It mirrored your mm-hmm. life. But like, imagine you were told that at a very young age that your menstruation will mirror your life. So you have yeah. to take care of it. How different your life would have been, you know? Completely. And I think that yeah, it's, 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 it's understanding that it's, I've read another book um, called The Fifth Vital Sign. Yes. Yeah. And it is incredible because it does, it does reflect what is going on in the outside world. Your periods are literally telling you there is something wrong. There is something up with the way that you are living your life. And actually, right. if you slow down and pay attention and, and work with the cycle, like, you know, using your winter and your spring and your and your summer and your autumn and, and understanding that there's times of your cycle that you want to be out there and sociable and, and getting stuff done. And there's other times where you're just like, you know what, I need to just listen to what my body is telling me. My body is telling me to slow down. And actually honoring that as much as we can. I understand people have busy lives and children and sometimes it's not always possible. But even being able to take 
five, 10 minutes out of the day to just sit and meditate or have a bath or doing any of those things whilst you're bleeding is only going to improve your cycle going forward. And like just knowing tiny little simple things like that. Right. You know, it could change. And, and, and also feeling like your period isn't just a problem. Like we just, we're taught that it's a problem. And, and, and I don't, it's not our parents' generations, I think, but it's not their fault because that's all they knew. But I do think that our relationship with our period is also so impacted by our elders. And if you're growing up and your mum is telling you, which, which my mum had terribly uh, regular periods and, and she had a terrible time with her periods, I think you absorb that. And so you yes. think, oh, my period is a problem. It's going to be a problem. It's going to cause me pain. It's going to, you know, so, and even if it's totally unconscious, that, that will happen. Yes, and definitely. So breaking that, breaking that ancestral cycle as well. Definitely. If if you could, if you if you had the chance to go back to your child, what what like what story? Like, how would you introduce yourself to the, the womanhood or like the cycle? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think I think I'd want to explain that it's more than just biology. Like, this isn't this isn't just biology. Like, yes, it is a bodily function, but it's not the same as going for a wee or, you know, it's, this is something that you can really, really under connect to. And each month, maybe even advising, maybe, I mean, I think you're too young to kind of journal, but I think actually being able to talk to your mum about how you're feeling at each part in your cycle, being really open, like, you'd know if your daughter is, you know, having a period at the time and it's just like, how are you feeling? Do you want to rest for a bit? Do you want to go and lie down and maybe we'll have some quiet time? Like really introducing that idea of working with your cycle rather than just pushing, 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 which is against what, your cycle. <laughs> really? Like, and that's what we're taught to do because we're taught that in order to be women in a, in a man's world, we need to behave like men. And actually, that's, that's not the truth at all. It's just that that's what we think. So if we, and I think if we can just step into our feminine power even more, and part of that is connecting to our monthly cycles, then we're going to be even more powerful. And you can see why the patriarchy happened. <laughs> when right. actually, they were like, no, 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 no. Keep, keep them down. <laughs> exactly. we, don't, we don't want to hear them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear them. We don't want to hear how amazing, you know, like back in the day when they'd have like red tents where women would be able to come and bleed and they would be together. And I also think that it helps you connect to other women. Right. And I think if you were taught that from a, a, a young age about how you're all going through this experience and how you can talk about it and share, that is going to do nothing but increase your bonds with other with other females. Yes, totally. But because we are, again, told we can't talk about it or it's shameful and we have to hide when you're taking a sanitary towel to the to the toilet. And right. I went to a girls' school and we still had to pretend that we weren't having periods. Like I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember talking. Like, right. I genuinely don't remember. We talked to, I remember being, I was obsessed with, I'm actually thinking that, I was obsessed with periods even. <laughs> Before, it was your calling without knowing. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I had it in my diary, 
I had a list of all the girls in my class and who had started their periods and 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 like because I, I didn't want to be the last one to <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit psychotic actually um but yeah I, I did that and I think but once you once we started our periods we didn't really we didn't talk about like what you're feeling right yeah no, no. right I don't, I, and I think now when I talk to other women who have read Wild Power or Maisie Hill's Period Power and they understand the seasons, it's so lovely to be like, oh, you're in your winter right now, aren't you? And it's like, yeah, you know what I am. Like, I, I just, I can't come out or I, I, I need to right. just have a night. But like, I think it would even change your relationship with women and your, with your partner as well. Like for me, I think it's been like, you know, like learning about the seasons and learning about the cycles because before starting this documentary I knew I had a problem with my period but I didn't I, I didn't first of all I thought my period was my period and my PMS because I had like mm -hmm. crazy PMS where I'd be like totally nuts and angry and upset and emotional and it, every month I'd like fight and divorce my husband and scream and like you know oh, be God. super upset and then I'd feel better afterwards. Like, you know what I mean? And every month it was like the same, but I never thought of it as a cycle. But yeah. I think since I, like now I, I try to live like by my cycle. So I, I honor each phase of my cycle as much as I can in the modern world. Like I don't lay in a tent and ask my husband to bring me my, my food. <laughs> but I'm like, but I, I go like, I'm not cooking today. I have my period. I'll be in my bedroom. Like you cook yeah. for every, like, don't ask me to do things. But I think it's, it changed even my relationship because he knows, I tell him I'm in my uh, winter time. So you have to, because I, I, I heard in one of the interviews, one lady said, what, like the PMS is when you're the most connected to the higher, the, the mm -hmm. divine. And yeah. what happens during the PMS is the, like the truth comes out of your mouth. And yeah. that truth can be hurtful because it's, it's, it comes out uncensored. It's very raw. It's angry. But it's yeah. everything that you've held inside you for the last three weeks. That yeah. last week before you bleed, it's like you're cleaning your closet and you throw mm. your shit out. So every yeah. time I'm in that phase and I'm like being a nasty, horrible bitch, to my husband I'm like you have to listen to what I'm telling you because what I'm telling you is the truth that I have yeah. and it's the, the the truth is every month I just I just I, now I just use it as like a time to like like let go of everything and it's it feels so good and I feel my relationship with him change positively because of that you know so I don't know if uh, what you've experienced by being more connected to your period, how it has affected your life and your relationship. And if you can tell me more about like yeah. the immediate, the immediate or the effect, the, the changes you've seen by positively connecting to your cycle. I think to be honest with you, the first thing I, so I, I read this book in November last year, I think November, December last year. And instantly, I mean, I literally couldn't wait to like track how I felt during those different seasons. And as soon as, but as soon as I started doing that straight away, I could feel what, what exactly what they were talking about. You know, in my spring, I felt all of a sudden, like I was starting to 
you know, suddenly feeling so much more positive about life. And like, I really just wanted to, I'm, I'm really using that time now to try and be sociable. Like I make sure that I, my calendar is so much busier around my summer and my spring and, and my, and, and, and then as I'm coming into my autumn again, then I tried to make less plans. I tried to slow down in, and, and even so much as my exercise, you know, I will try and do more yin yoga in the second half of my cycle. And I think all of that, just contributes into how I'm how I'm operating on day to day, how nice I am to my husband, that I am much more forgiving of myself when I feel like I just want to be on my own. And I understand that, oh, it's not because there's something wrong with our relationship or there's something wrong with me. I'm just I'm just bleeding out of my vagina. And right now I need to I need to be still and I need to honor it. And there's, there's the months where I haven't honored it and the months where I have push through during my period I can feel it the next cycle normally I have more period pain I will feel really tired probably more anxious like I get I don't really get angry so much in my premenstrual I get much I get anxious that's where I feel my most anxiety and my, my you know my mind is like all the time <laughs> <laughs> just constantly thinking but I I I do think that it has changed my relationship. Like even my husband made a joke the other day about, um, he was joking about, he said, is that, are you, is that because you're in your winter? Like he, he is learning as well. And I think that, as you say, like, even though it connects you to more to women because you're all going through the same thing, I think just for men, having some kind of understanding of what their partner or their friend or their mother or their sister is going through on this cycle every month, they can be like oh okay well let's yeah let's go out let's go and I don't know go to a theme park when you know when you're in your summer or let's do like let's have everyone around for a barbecue like you can't I, I do think that it's such a mystery I mean it's a mystery to women like how much of it is it a mystery to men like honestly like I just I feel like there's so this is going to take years for women and men Yeah, Tens but I, th I think I think you start by applying it in your in within yourself and in your household, and then I think that's how it kind of yeah, it does definitely like even you know you talk about it with friends and they're like, oh, okay, like maybe I'll read that book or maybe I'll 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 think about yeah, that, and it is, but yeah, but then I feel really sad when I see my friends who 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 haven't yet got there who are just pushing so hard through their through their bleeds and, and they're exhausted right all my friends are still on the pill and they're not and you know they were put on the pill for a reason that's not even contraceptive like for their for their skin or whatever and although obviously that gave them an instant solution for their skin and I don't I don't undermine that because it's so upsetting when you have you know acne I completely appreciate that but right you really knew the side effects Anyway, I'm, back, I'm pill bashing again, which is actually not what I wanted to do. But <laughs> No, but I think it's important. You know what? The, the, the thing is, it's important because like, you know, the whole pill thing makes the period feel like, like th that the peri period is a problem that needs to be solved with the use yeah. of a pill. Like, you yeah. know, that's kind of, that's like the, unfortunately, that's what makes the pill like, have negative associations yeah. connected to it you know and it's and I think it's I also think that 
because in the 60s when it was developed it was sold as a kind of or marketed yeah and it was meant to be like oh it's a really feminist you know thing finally women can take control of their bodies and they're in, in they're in charge of when they're gonna be pregnant or not and it's like well yeah but if you educated women on how to you know read their read their bodily signs and take their temperatures and understand when they ovulate and how many days a month they can get pregnant then they'd also be in control of their, <laughs> yeah their yeah like, don't but, but do you think a man would have committed to taking the pill every day to not get pregnant no I mean, they did a trial and the results were that the men were feeling <laughs> depressed and anxious and their libidos had reduced. Oh. But it's exactly the symptoms <laughs> women have from it. But that's okay. Like, I just, honestly, I was, if you, you know, if you told a man, I was reading, I think it was in the, the fifth vital sign book, like, because I think one of the symptoms of taking the pill is it can reduce um, your the sensitivity or even the size of your clitoris so your sexual you know like response is going to be reduced yeah like, if you said to a man okay you can take a pill but by the way your balls are going to shrink and your sexual pleasure is going to reduce by 40 percent or whatever the percentages they would say no yes of so course it's like, <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> so yeah and here we are it's still being sold to us as the magical cure for yeah definitely and and so where, where do you see your advocacy going so what's your intention like where, where do you see your work going so I'm planning on starting a, a program I basically want to to begin with I want to help women take them on the same journey that I went on over the last few years so I'm gonna start an online program in October uh, where I want to invite maybe 10 women to kind of take them on the experience that I've been on. So we will start off with kind of going back to the basics and then taking them through body image, um, connecting back to nature, listening to our bodies, all of the things that I had to learn to do and just and, and, and be able to just really facilitate that journey for them. And because I, I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not going to be able to solve period problems or be able to train people in order to use the fertile awareness method yet. But I can point women in the right direction and take them and, and show them what right. to do. And then I'm planning on next year, I'm going to train uh, to be a fertile awareness method coach because I really want to be able to teach women like how to, how to do this and how to really reclaim their power, basically. Right. And uh, and then from, from there, I just, I, I mean, I basically just want to be able to reach out to as many women as possible. And I, and I think I'm planning on growing it as much as I can. I'll take it slowly. Obviously, I'm, I, 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 I can't lose my full, you, look, I can't leave my full-time job. Right. Yeah. 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 No, but, but I, maybe, um, uh, yeah, that's the intention at the end. Yeah. It might go in yeah. But you know, it's interesting also that you created a huge link because I feel a lot of like body image issues are also linked to the, to the menstruation. You know, I don't know why, but I feel a lot of women who do suffer from their menstru from their menstruation or had had issues with their menstru menstruation have also had body image or self like body love. Yeah. I think it's because it's a huge sorry it's I think it's because the it's you are so disconnected from your body like I remember walking around feeling like my head 
was just totally separate from my body. And I had to control my body with my mind and thinking, you know, what, how many calories are in that? How, how many calories are in that? How much have I eaten today? How am I going to do this? And also, you know, having an eating disorder means that you are completely disconnected from your feelings. So you can't, it's, it's kind of all tied up in this world of control and, yeah. and disconnection. And, it, and so I think it is all connected along with the kind of medical side of thing, which is, you know, when your periods stop because you haven't, because you're not consuming enough calories and you're over-exercising, like that's as, that's as, it can go to that extreme. But I, I, I do believe from my own experience and, and, and what I was doing to myself and watching other women that I know who have suffered with their, you know, with eating, disordered eating, um, and their periods not being as, as um, regular or, or as existent as they should be. I definitely believe there's a, yeah, there's, there's a, a, there's a connection. And yeah, and then I do think that it goes back to your first period. And that's my belief. And if, if the conversation you've had about your first period and your body and loving your body and loving your period were given to you as the pre-period women that you become I think your relationship with your body would change and you'd see less eating disorders and less body hatred and less issues around our bodies and our periods like you know I agree because I think also you may understand you would have much more appreciation at a much younger age of how magical your body is and how incredible it is and it's yeah. and it's not just this thing that needs to look a certain way which is what society tells us yeah and also i think it has a lot to do with your parents or your caregivers relationship to their bodies as well as well as their menstrual cycles i think that that can that can really impact and 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 yeah i just if if we just were taught that our body because i think sorry i'm jumping around i think one of the biggest things is all we're taught at school is that our bodies are biology you know like they're just a biological function and and they work or they don't work um but it's all about your mind it's all about your mind it's all about your mind but if we could just teach young children that you are your body like more than your mind like this is just so important this is how you feel emotions this is how you process emotions you process anger differently to how you process fear and you learning to meditate like all of these things if we could just get young people to connect to what's going on from their neck downwards. I think we'd be in a much kind of, there'd be probably a lot less uh, mental health issues. I think maybe we'd, we'd be able to just deal with things in, in, a, in a more rounded way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe that's a sleeping statement, but I do, I do, I do, I look at my niece, I've got a two and a half year old niece and, and it's so hard to also not, tell a, a beautiful two and a half year old that they're beautiful all the time and it's like you have to remember that it's you're t- you're by telling that two and a half year old girl that they're beautiful every time you see oh you're so beautiful you're so beautiful you're so beautiful even though it's coming from a good place all you're doing is reaffirming that the only thing about them is how they look on the outside right. and, I, and i and i think that that's another that's another problem i mean i'm, I'm going off piste but that is another problem i think with yeah the way girls are taught is they're taught about their bodies only matter on the way that they look on the outside and not what's actually the process the beautiful process that's going on on the inside every month yeah and the beautiful function of the body 
<laughs> all in all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I can move, I can walk, I can pick things up, I can see, I can smell, I can hear, yeah. like, yeah. I think there should be a revolution in education, actually. And I think it should be like, you know, biology, or I think there should be a course on body, like not mm. biology, on the body. Like, yeah. and even more so in today's world where we're like bombarded by like Instagram, by uh before it was magazines right growing up it was yeah. like the magazines and we didn't even have access to magazines as much as people have access to images of perfection as they do now you know because now yeah. you have like five-year-old girls saying like i want to look like i don't know some like singer oh, that like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's shocking actually and like they ha they already have this conception of what is beautiful and what is not beautiful yeah. which is like very sad you know really sad like the fact that that's that's the biggest thing on their mind at that age that, they, that it's all about you know I want to look like that I want to yeah that's what for me like you know I just feel personally because what, once I had my daughter I I I've, it, it really hit home how important it was for me to do the work to reconnect to my body, to reconnect to my cycle, because I wanted my daughter to have a different experience. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to love her body, something that I was never taught to do, like, you know, mm -hmm. to honor my cycle, something I was never, and to talk about periods and to, to not to have them as taboo. So I think, you know, you have to start within yourself to be able to communicate the change to others, you know, but it's Absolutely. such an important change. Like, like if I, like to the, the, the thought of having my daughter live how I lived saddens me. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I don't want that for her. <laughs> like, no. no, and that's so beautiful. And that's amazing. That's so beautiful that you're doing that. Cause I, I, and I think you're absolutely right. I think the thing is, is until you're ready to do, to have, to learn yourself and to have that experience and to go through something either having a daughter or going through infertility or anything like that it's it, it's it's very hard to just wake up I think because we're, we're so conditioned yes we're so conditioned in, in, in how we should be thinking about and, and treating our cycles and I I, I think it, yeah it does there does need to be a revolution apparently in the UK there's um they are teaching young uh, children more now in schools about about their periods i do wonder what that is yeah because i'm pretty like, i'm pretty sure they're not teaching about the seasons of the period <laughs> but if only a, like a 12 year old girl did know about that like how yes. amazing yeah yes oh. it would be like she could plan her life much differently you know yeah. you're like oh you know what i feel really blue right now and and that's okay and i'm gonna feel better in a few days when my period's finished like and i'm just gonna just chill out for a bit yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> we're very passionately about it no it's but yeah but yeah i mean it's good to be passionate right I think yeah. it's good to be passionate. That's how I think that's the, the fire that creates change and that ignites yeah. the change. If you're not passionate, then you just like let yeah. it pass. Exactly, exactly. No, it is definitely something I feel very passionately about. And I kind of, I can't wait to, 
to be able to share it really with others. I think it's very important. I, I think it's so important. And I think, you know, even in, in regards to infertility, because, you know, a lot of young girls, a lot, a lot, like, you know, now they start even younger. So at the age of 12, 13, the minute they get their period, bang, they're on the pill. And they're never taught. It's like, like, it's like, I don't, that, that's how I manage my period. That way I don't have to deal with it. Or they get the, like the, in the US, they give them pads. They don't give a shop. So you can get a pad and that pad like makes your period disappear for a year. But it's like, but what do you mean your period? You don't get your period. Like, to be honest, I was fortunate enough somehow because whenever I took the pill, it made me crazy. Like I, I would lose my, my, my mind. So I was too sensitive. So I never was able, although they tried like from lower, lowering the estrogen and then the ring and then the Nuva ring and then the, like I've tried everything and never, nothing ever worked. I was like, right. it's not meant for me. So I kind of yeah. was drawn away like organically from the pill. But I know that today a lot of young girls are pushed to take the pill as a way to manage their period, you know? Yeah. And I think, because, yeah, sorry. Knowing, knowing your story and being told how, like you, before popping anything, you should know what it entails. Like, yeah. you know? Completely. And it's just the cure. It's just, I feel like it's just so frustrating because the, it's all about just putting a plaster on what the problem is rather than actually taking the time to look why that problem is there in the first place. And if women understood what their cycles should look like and that they can go elsewhere to find out other solutions rather than just going to their doctor of, of why their periods are so heavy or why their periods are so painful or why their periods don't are non-existent, then we wouldn't be in it. I swear we just wouldn't be in this situation where there's such a high level of infertility. Like I just, yeah. And the bloody money that we, the NHS spend, it seems so skewed because the NHS is, you know, it's amazing that so many people are able to get free rounds of IVF on the NHS. But it feels like we're a little bit like, it's a loop. just go back a few steps. Yeah. Go back a few steps. And, and, and maybe don't just keep recommending women go on the pill to solve everything from painful periods to irregular periods to bad skin. And then when they, and then also at the same time being told that when they come off the pill, you know, they could just get pregnant at any time during the month, which is what we were all told our whole, our whole lives. Right. Then it's just like, but they've never been, the pills have never been fully studied, right? Like how long have the pill been like since the sixties? So 30 years, right? So they don't know really what the consequences are and you know. And I, and I, I don't, and you know, reading this, the book, uh, The Fifth Vital Sign, it, it was saying that actually it can take between six months and 18 months for a woman's cycle to get back to normal after they've come off hormonal contraceptives. But if you are 36, when you come off the pill, then your doctor is going to say after six months of trying for a baby, if you're not successful, then let's get you straight to, the infertility clinic so before a woman's body's even had a chance to get back into its regular cycle they're already sending her to another procedure yeah. you're already on the ivf waiting list so you just i just i just i just feel like we're just, you know education is power in this in this instance so yeah I totally yeah no, totally. And can I ask you, like, are you, are you still using pads and like normal pads and tampons? Um, no, I use a moon cup. Okay. Yeah. 
because yeah. that's also like because I you know I, I worked with one lady who does like these women's circles and she also does pads like handmade pads and she was telling me a lot of the infertility on top of the pill is also when you use the always plus and the tampons they're filled with chemicals like they're filled yeah. with chemicals like they don't even list all the chemicals that are on on them right and you oh. shove that right up right up yourself not knowing what you're putting in yourself and knowing oh that it can harm you it's just because yeah i mean i i have i haven't read much about that but i have read some about you know the bleached tampons and all that that we put up inside us again you know big pharma like they've got a lot to answer no one no one questions it no one questions it like what are we doing we're just stuffing this stuff inside us yeah it's, it's many it it's capitalism yeah you know chris oh, bobel is a very good writer that you should read i interviewed her chris bobel right chris bobel okay she's an she's an advocate for women menstruation and she said something when i while i interviewed her she said um the language of uh, the language of menstruation is bound by the grammar of patriarchy and um uh, it's bound by the grammar of patriarchy and uh, of capitalism so it's patriarchy and capitalism deciding on what we do with our body and it's like it feels so true like you know it's just and and, uh, yeah it makes me my it makes my blood run cold actually i am have you seen that ricky lake do you know ricky lake yes yeah have you seen she's got a documentary coming out about no no yeah um if you just google her yes i will the business of i think it's called the business of contraception or the business of the pill or something but google ricky lake documentaries she's also done one about or the business of birth control i think is what it's called and there's another one about the business of birth i think it's it's something like that if you google something you'll find it but um and it's again about the you know the fact that pharmaceutical companies are she, the rele- the birth control one hasn't been released yet and i want to watch i still need to watch the birthing one i'm going to watch that yeah birth is it's a business by, yeah yeah especially yeah. in america because it's you know it's a, C-se- just, it's a c-section birth birth option like yeah. where they make so much money from the drugs from like yeah. i mean here here as well right because the uae is like private insurance so like they really cash cash in on birth. Like mm. it's disgusting. <laughs> like yeah. you feel like you're there to like as a business, like your whole birthing experience is a business. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, well, you know, and the same as like IVF clinics here, you know, like other than NHS, you go privately for the, for your, for your, um, for your IVF. It's a, it's a business. It's a money making business. And yes. Okay. They're trying to help couples find you know have their dream of having a baby but you know they they still it's still dubious i think because it is still a business yeah and it's putting a patch like it's putting a patch a money-making patch on something that could have been solved like earlier you know what i mean that's like it seems like that's the cycle of the world that we live in so yeah and it's sorry yeah no no go ahead and I was going to say, and it's always about the woman. Always, it's the woman's egg. It's the woman's, you know, their age. You know, what their. It's always about that. Like, they they do investigate into the man, but not properly. 
not properly like it's and it's yeah. very cynical you know the way that they work they don't want you to if they think that they're not going to be able to get you pregnant even though there might be a chance then they don't want you on your books on their books because they will lower you will lower their um percentage their, yeah their success uh, rate right yeah their likes their number of likes yeah right exactly <laughs> that. yeah what a sad oh, world <laughs> i really is it really is and i just you know the more the more things happen and the more i just think we just need to all come home to ourselves if we could just come home to ourselves more and understood ourselves more and connect more to ourselves we've been a it's kind yeah. of the safest for us to be really. yeah totally yeah yeah totally yeah well thank you so much alex <laughs> that was that was that was great you're welcome yeah. it's really nice to talk to you really yeah nice likewise likewise yeah. okay right. ciao bye bye Thank you for listening and don't forget to share, like and subscribe and participate in my first period project or the pad art. All information are on the site i-bleed.com.